hello. They made me wear shoes. I'm regretting it, but we'll get through this. Um, this is a tale of curiosity, and like so many curious tales, it started on Craigslist. Now, <laughs> everyone's been up here, app this, OkCupid okay that. No, Craigslist was my sexual Graceland. If you were a person looking for a couple back in the day and you just wanted to hook up with a married couple, do a little three-way of some kind, it was awesome. They'd put up posters, you'd just go, hey, yeah, I love your post, my dick looks like this, let's do it. And they would usually reject you. But that's where I met Kitty and Lewis. Now, their ad was like six pictures of her with diamonds and dildos, all kinds of stuff in her. And I thought, all right, she can handle it. This will be great. So I hit him up, and Lewis and I start texting. So a couple days later, I'm headed from Seattle out towards the mountains, like far, like 90 minutes far, into the woods to go and meet Kitty and Lewis at a Walmart. <laughs> the Walmart was definitely weird. I was sitting in the parking lot at 10 o'clock at night in a small town's Walmart, and 24-hour Walmart people were walking by me like, what are you doing here? Are you are you just listening to music in the parking lot? I mean, that's cool, but please get out of my Walmart. And uh, about 11.15, I get a text, we're here. And I look at the Walmart doors, nobody there. There's no new cars coming into the parking lot. And I've finished my energy drink. And oh, there they are. I recognize her from the pictures. She's like a little taller than him. And they're just walking down the sidewalk in the middle of nowhere. It was really bizarre. She's like you know, shoulder length, dirty blonde hair. She's got a really nice face. I'm into it. And he's a little shorter, like 5'7". He's got a heavy brow. He looks ineloquent. And he's just like <laughs> frowning all the time. But I was like, go for you, Lewis. I mean, you're muscly. This will be fun. And we get, they get in my Ford Focus. I have a back seat, but they both got in the front seat. <laughs> She's on his lap. And I just I can't shake the feeling that maybe this is a little weird. <laughs> we stop at a house that he says is his dad's house. He runs inside, grabs some stuff, and then we're on our way again. They have one more pit stop they want to make at a gas station, but it's closed. And that's not what we were there for. No gas, no snacks. She needed a pill. And they never really explained what she was taking. They were just like, a pill's coming. <laughs> we're just going to hang out under this one light in the middle of the woods at a closed gas station, and someone else is going to come here in a car, and you're going to be here with us. And I was like, this is bad news. <laughs> but after a minute, she looks over at me, she reaches into my lap, she starts telling me how great I am, and I'm back in the game. I'm like, all right, Kitty and Lewis, let's do it. <laughs> she gets her pill, her cousin's there. I don't meet him or anything, but we're on our way again, back into the woods, further and further. I'm looking at my Google Maps like, we are nowhere near Tacoma. Um, <laughs> and we get to a gated community. Now, gated community is kind of a fancy word for what this was. Like, we had a parking lot with nobody in it. I pulled in, and we walked around the gate. It was <laughs> so nice. And we walking through the neighborhood, and I get to know them, and they tell me they just moved into this neighborhood, into his mom's house. Well, I'm really glad his parents are so involved in our threesome. <laughs> so we get there, and naturally, we go into the basement. <laughs> And I'm sitting on a bed in a family room in the basement in Yelm, Washington at 2 in the morning because it's taken about four hours to get to this point. And she goes, I have to get ready. She takes off upstairs. And I just fell asleep. 
And I wake up like three, four in the morning. Lewis is shaking me. It's time. <laughs> Frowning at me. Mm, do it. And I was like, okay, right now, like, we're waking up to do, okay. He takes me into the other room, and there she is on the floor, all strapped up, got all the toys, and like a, like a team blanket, you know, like a college team blanket, little fuzzy thing, like go kooks. And there's like a couple cushion chairs for taking breaks. And I was like, this seems like what I expected. It's a bed against the wall, and on, to my left is this big plasma TV, like with the big box on it, and there's a porno with a bald dude, and I'm like, all right, I get it. It's making sense again. And so we start getting down, which was awkward at first because Lewis's cock was like a Coke can. It was like trying to fit myself in a place I just was never gonna go. It was just this dueling thing we had going on for quite a while until we were all exhausted and it's almost sunrise and I'm like, wow, this has been super fun and silly. Thanks for having me out here. And then I hear this pitter patter, pitter patter. There's someone upstairs and they're awake before dawn. Who could it be? Grandma. Oh, it's their kid. Hooray. Well, I'll be leaving. Thank you. And then I hear his mom wake up, and his mom and his child are upstairs talking, and I'm naked with him and his wife in the basement. And to my left, something I hadn't noticed the entire time. The whole wall was red. Why? Because it was a Trump poster. Oh. I shit you not, 8 by 12 Trump Pence 2016. And I thought, oh. you know what? As I'm sitting there hard and naked, looking at this guy pounding his wife, Mike Pence would be so proud. <laughs> it was beautiful. So then he's walking me out to my car, because he's a gentleman, short Lewis. And he, uh, <laughs> he says, thanks, man. You know, no one else would come out for this ad. Oh, I'm shocked, really. And, uh, and we really needed it. Moving was hard. And we just adopted five other kids. I thought adopting kids was hard. Like, five at once? <laughs> They just gave you the golden ticket? You guys won? Um, no, no, my brother died. Oh, thank you. I feel great now about the golden <laughs> ticket reference. Um, <laughs> how, may I ask? Well, he was helping us move to my mom's house. Super. Uh, what does that mean? Did he, was it like a final destination scenario? Did he drop the piano on his face? And he was like, no, we were drinking a six pack of beer and a bottle of whiskey like you do. Okay, me and my brother do this when we're moving, but we usually do it after moving. And he's like, yeah. He goes after the third load of our stuff and he's going to head home and we're walking up to my car in the parking lot at this point and he looks over down the road and he goes, right over there. He flipped his truck over because he fell asleep at the wheel and decapitated himself. Lewis, my new friend with a beautiful penis. What are you telling me? This is the most strange thing I've ever done so far. Well, I should meet you guys again. And so I tried to take control of the situation. I got us a hotel, I invited them over, and then their camshaft and their truck broke, which just sounds so good for them at this point in the story because when I met them, they didn't have a car. Now they have a broken car. I'm like, all right, well maybe I'll come out again. A Couple months go by, and I'm in an open relationship by the way. Like my girlfriend and I have been dating for eight years and I'm just like, hey, Kitty and Lewis, I'm not getting much right now. Can I come over? And Lewis is like, dude, it'll be great. So much better than last time. No posters, no plasma TVs, and no children. All six of them are out of the house. Yes. All right, we're going to do this properly now. So I go out 
We don't meet anywhere. I get to go all the way to their new place, which also has a parking lot and a little gate. But it also has power lines like running right next to it, so I'm thinking maybe it's not going to be better than before. And I get a text that says, walk down the power lines towards the mountain, turn left at the abandoned railroad track. I'll be there in the woods. <laughs> For real? Like, I trust you now, man. I trust you. Don't betray this trust. So I start walking up the hill, and I get to this grass-filled railroad track. And of course, being from Seattle and loving history, I know who used to, like, what used to run on this track. I'm thinking about all the good materials. And uh, I look into the woods, and there he just materializes out of the darkness, scowling Lewis, just coming out of the woods. Hooray, thank you, let's go. And I look over, and there's chain-link fence surrounding their whole neighborhood. And I'm thinking, great neighborhood. It's in the woods, and it needs a chain-link fence. What are they, afraid of bears? There's no bears around here. And I'm like, single-wide, double-wide, single-wide. Okay, it's like a glorified trailer park. I really don't think it's going to be better than his mom's house. So we duck under the fence. Definitely not a double-wide. We're in one of the little trailers. And I walk in the back door. I've been around a lot of trailers. And I've never seen a back door on a trailer like this. Like, it was on the butt end, like where only windows go for the bathroom. And it was some maybe supposed to be a fancy mudroom or like a mop closet. But it didn't have a floor, I found out when we got in there. It was just particle board, like the inside of Ikea furniture, all over the floor, with Kitty and her blanket, and two metal chairs, like we were going to go to a VFW picnic or have a little WWE Smackdown. <laughs> There's grease stains on the particle board. There's nothing on the walls. It's like a 14-inch screen laptop instead of a plasma TV. And I'm like, Lewis, you've definitely lied to me, man. This is not, thank you for saving me from the woods, but this is not better than your mom's house. I don't care if all six of your kids are here. It couldn't get much worse. <laughs> what? And so he takes his pants off, and I follow suit, as you do. And things start getting going a little more smoothly because we all know each other. She lets me eat her out, which was amazing. That's what I was there for pretty much the whole time. Didn't let me do it the first time. And I'm thinking, this is going great. I'm taking a little break on my metal chair. He's taking a little break on his metal chair. You know, we're having our Kool-Aid. And uh, he pulls the, the screen over so we can see the laptop real well. He's like, got to be able to see this. He doesn't say anything. And he just presses the button. I'm like, that's the space bar. What's going to play? And uh, it wasn't a porno. We start going again, she's sucking my dick, and he's taking it from behind, and it was great. Mike Pence again, loving it. And uh, <laughs> it, then I hear a woman's voice <laughs> from the laptop. The first time that we found the Nbutu and the Nabutu, they came from deep space, and they showed us how to build the pyramids. And I was like, this motherfucker just played ancient aliens while we're having the <laughs> devil's three-way in his trailer. And there isn't a floor. Like, why ancient aliens? And I'm completely derailed. I am like doing my best to keep it, keep it up for Kitty. I'm so glad that I can at least eat her out because I don't have to think that much for that. But I just keep hearing this woman talk about all these things the aliens gave us and how grateful we should be to the aliens. And, and I was done. I was like, all right, I can't make it to sunrise this time, you guys. I got, I got to go. So Lewis walks me out because, like I said, he's a gentleman. He may live in a trailer, but he was a nice guy. They both were. And we're walking down the train tracks, so typical. And it's, I don't know, 2, 3 in the morning. 
And he's like, bye, man. Thanks again. This was great. Maybe we should meet up sometime. And I'm like, yeah, definitely, definitely never again. Um, twice is too many times. And I come around the corner and I see my car, but it's not alone. <laughs> it used to be just my car in the parking lot. Now there's a woman there and she is large and I'm very afraid because she's looking at me like she's gonna kill me. I just come walking out of the woods and she's standing by my focus. I'm like, okay, did I upset the soup? Like, is this Randy or whatever? What are we dealing with here? And she comes up, she goes, you're fucking my wife. And I was like, oh no. I started shivering, I was so afraid. Ma'am, I am not fucking your wife. I am fucking your neighbor, Kitty, and, his hus and her husband, <laughs> Lewis, and I don't care if you know their names. I mean, if your wife is Kitty, she's also fucking Lewis right now. <laughs> Please, I swear to God, I just wanna go. I've had such a weird night, there were aliens involved. You have no idea. <laughs> She was bigger than me and standing right next to my car. I was like, I could have been taken down at any moment. I was literally afraid for my life. And she just bows out. Well, I know she's getting that straight dick on the side somewhere. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry about the straight dick she's getting, but it certainly as shit isn't mine because I'm queer enough to be with Lewis. So <laughs> please get out of here and let me go home. And I got in my car and I was still shaking and I thought, I have earned a mocha. <laughs> So I went and got me a mocha as the sun came up and I left Yelm, Washington and I'm never going back. Thank y'all so much.